Welcome to Books in the Freezer, a podcast dedicated to the deliciously disturbing world of horror fiction. I'm your host, Stephanie, and I am joined once again by fan favorite, Quincy, to pick out some read-alikes for Taylor Swift songs. Welcome back, Quincy. Yes, thank you so much for having me. Appreciate it. I mean, I've been meaning to tell you, I think your house is haunted. And you know what? Good. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, I'm very excited for this episode. um, And I'm glad you kind of, you know, brought it to me to do with you. Because, I mean, I'm a Swifty. We all know you're a Swifty. And, you know, what better um, outlet than to talk about it on your podcast? Yeah. I mean, the outlet, like, outside of our DMs, where I'm like, look at these lyrics, though. (gasps) What do you think of me? No, we just start nerding out. <laughs> we try, try to connect the dots. I know I sent those uh, lyrics I sent you this morning to like a few people, and I'm like, this is how conspiracists, like conspiracy theorists, get started. Just like mm-hmm. the tiniest little thing in like mm-hmm. songs, and I'm like, look, see, see. Mm-hmm. That's funny because when you sent me that, I was thinking the same thing too when I was introduced to folklore. Um, we'll talk about it more later. But all day at work, I was like, crap, now that's all I think about. I'm trying to like listen now that I'd rather do think about this than, you know. Okay. So we are coming up with read-alikes for a song on each album because we don't have like all day. (laughs) This still has to be like podcast episode length. We have lots to say. And yeah, I mean, she's just an artist who's career has spanned so much especially of my life like I found her in her debut era when I was in high school and she was making music about being in high school and crying over boys and I was like yeah I understand and so I think I've really kind of grown up with her like Red came out when I was 21 so a few months before I turned 22 (laughs) so it's like I really feel like she's kind of been there for all the like milestones in my life yes yes I completely get that. Um, it's funny because you've been a Swifty since essentially like day one. And I'll be honest, I just became a Swifty recently as of probably October of last year. And I was introduced to Midnight's and I fell in love. And then I just started going down the rabbit hole. And I was never a big Taylor Swift fan back in the day. And shame on me because I drank the Kool-Aid proudly. The haterade. I, you know what? I'll drink it again and again. I, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I think your story's not uncommon. I think folklore and Evermore brought in like a new—I don't say like generation, but a new swath of fans that kind of like mm-hmm. accepted her artistry and then went back into her pop stuff and were like, "Oh, this artistry has always been and here." Yes, I completely. Yes, you really nailed it on the head. I started with Midnight's. But I really like, like, I, I love it. But, like, my obsession with her lyrics came from Folklore and Evermore. And those will always be my favorite albums. Like, even, like, even other artists, like, it's going to be. Yeah, I think those are mine, too. So, I get it. I get it. <laughs> but, yeah, I did I did go back to, like, yeah. when I started listening to, like, Lover and Red, I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah, the elements of Folklore and Evermore are very much scattered throughout everything that she has produced and put out there for everyone so i agree we were talking earlier my sister's always a big swifty but she's like uh she's a lover 1989 midnights swifty so i remember when like folklore and evermore came out she was a little worried she's like oh is this is this what we're doing now because i don't i don't know how to feel about Mm it it's not quite my thing so she was really excited that midnights was kind of like a return to pop she was like okay this was just a thing we did yeah. for a little bit <laughs> not to worry i think i was i always put her in like the pop category and of course i never gave pop the credit it like rightfully deserves you know and thankfully taylor kind of like you know showed me the ways yeah so. i do feel like it's a a litmus test that i use with people like if people are very dismissive i not to say there aren't issues you can have with taylor or gripes you can have with taylor she's made missteps especially recently with her dating choices and i Mm -hmm. think she's done things that deserve to be scrutinized but i think when people the reasons people dismiss her i think say a lot about it Mm -hmm. and i'm kind of like side-eyeing 
oh yeah and I was probably one of those people <laughs> you know yeah. like like I said I put her in the pop little like I felt she made music for a specific demographic and that demographic was not interesting to me and boy was I proven wrong well like I said we're doing one book for one song from each album. So do you want to dive right into it? Because I think we'll have a lot to say, honestly, just as we go through. I don't think we have to have a ton here up top. Yeah. yeah we're just going to keep going on. This is going to be the meat and potatoes of the episode. So yeah, I say, um, if you want to kick us off, go for it. All right. Will do. I'm going to tell you the book I'm choosing first. Okay. So my first book pick is Audition by Ryu Murakami. This is about a widower who is kind of looking to get back into the dating scene. And he has a friend who is a director and he proposes this idea of like, what if we held fake auditions like for a part, but we used it kind of like as auditions for like a new woman for you, for like a a future wife. Like, what do you think about that? And I think what's interesting about this is that it is set up as kind of this like quirky rom-com premise but of course this is a horror podcast we are talking horror and so um when he falls for the meek and quiet yoshikawa um he will find that he was wrong about who she was (laughs) the kind of energy she is bringing to this and so i am pairing audition with blank space from 1989. So Blank Space, when it came out, was a big response to the way the media had portrayed her as this like crazy serial dater, can't keep a man. And so she kind of wrote this song to like lean into those stereotypes. And it's from the perspective of someone who's this like glamorous, seductive, like manipulative, crazy person. (laughs) Lyrics like, I'll find out what you want. Be that girl for a month. Wait, the worst is yet to come. Screaming, crying, perfect storm. I can make all the tables turn. Rose garden filled with thorns. Keep you second guessing like, oh my God, who is she? Yes. Which is audition. Mm -hmm. Because when you get to that end, you know what he's asking? Oh my God, who is she? (laughs) Who is she? What is going on? Starling, he's she's a nightmare dressed like a daydream. daydream. Yes, perfect pairing. I love that. I love that. <laughs> so that's my 1989 peg. Uh, that is Audition by Ryu Murakami, and I am pairing that with Blank Space from 1989. Um, let's see. So my first pick um, is I did something bad from the Reputation era. I really like this song because it really dives into, or I feel it dives into like the emotions one can feel and like what you do with that, you know? And if you choose a route of like, you know, quote unquote bad behavior, um, sometimes that's like what is needed. And sometimes that feeling of it feeling so good is very liberating. And I want to pair that with Come Closer by Sarah Grand. Um, I've read this book multiple times and it does give me um, reputation vibes mainly because we do follow our main protagonist and you get the perspective of the woman who is possessed. Um, Also, this is a possession story. Um, But yeah, you do get everything from her point of view and you see this, see her teeter-tottering from like, what am I doing? Oh no. To what am I doing? Oh yes. And she's kind of liking it. And you're very much following all this chaotic behavior that's, she's creating for herself and um yeah i just think it's a pair, perfect pairing for i did something bad so i love my that yes. i'm a big reputation girly like i was i was telling mm-hmm. you up top my top four like folklore of more reputation speak now <laughs> yes honestly i do like reputation just because it's that big like f you to the world and that very empowering empowering feeling you know that we need I mean, aesthetic-wise, it was, like, the closest I've ever gone to, like, merging the two sides of my personality. It's, like, the darkest she's ever gone. Yeah. 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 Like, if we had to create ourselves aesthetically into one era, it's going to be reputation. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. I think the funny thing with Reputation is that she wrote a lot of songs about the beginning of her relationship with Joe. So there's a lot of just like earnest love songs with like, I think like three or four of those kind of like bad bitch songs that mm-hmm. give the give the album its mm-hmm. reputation. Right. <laughs> but <laughs> it's actually quite like, a, it's quite a lovely album. It really is. It really is. All right. I am heading into the Fearless era. Um, my song is You Belong With Me. And I am picking You by Caroline Kepnes. This book is narrated by Joe and it's written in second person. And he is talking to this woman, Beck, who he meets at the bookstore he works at. And he believes they have this like immediate connection based on one interaction. <laughs> and she he becomes obsessed with the idea that she should be with him instead of the guys that she's choosing to be with so i will say one lyric from the song she doesn't get your humor like i do what you're looking for has been here the whole time if you can see i'm the one who understands you i've been here all along so why can't you see you belong with me so and then i'm pairing that with this quote from the book the world stops and your eyes gloss over the benjis of the world don't understand what you want Someone to make you pancakes. You don't care about money. You don't want to be spanked. You want love. God, that's so Joe. <laughs> Did you read it or watch the show? Um, I watched the show and I read it slash listened to the audiobook, which I oh, recommend. The audiobook is so yeah. good. And it's creepy because like I said, it's, it's in that creepy. second person. So it's like, I see you. Yeah. If you knew I snuck into your house, you would be mad at me. So yeah. I'm not going to tell you. Honestly, if so you want creepy. the best experience with the audiobook, go for like a late, like not late, but like <laughs> a summer walk and just listen to it. Just going on my hot girl walk and listening to yeah. scary audiobooks. Yeah. And it's fantastic. Perfect. Um, so that is You by Caroline Kepnes. And I am pairing that with You Belong With Me from Fearless. Love that. Um, my next pick is Crossroads by Hightower, and I'm pairing it with Ronin from the Red Era. Um, so, little backstory all my friends, shout out, know that if they want to see me drunk cry, they just have to play Ronin. It gets me oh, yeah. every single time. <laughs> oh my God. Um, yeah. So, this, so Crossroads is. Um, it's a novella, short story, by, um, about a woman who is grieving the loss of her son and how she interacts with that grief. And I feel both Ronin and Crossroads near this element of what a relationship with grief itself looks like, you mm-hmm. know, what you do with that. Um, there are no, like, I don't think there's, like, any big parallels between the two other than losing a child but yeah just like the relationship with grief what do we do with that how do we interact with it um and ultimately like how does that grief look towards the end Um, but i think both are very like heart-wrenching stories that deserve to be listened to slash read um and i really like this song in particular because i i'm sure everyone knows the story behind it um um, a woman in, I forgot what state, she lost her son to cancer and she was blogging about it as a way of like um, expressing her grief or like, you know, for therapeutic reasons. And uh, Taylor found the blog, read everything, and she asked permission to write a song and she gave the mom um, a co-writing credit because she used those blog entries mm-hmm. for oh, wow. the song. Yeah. And I just think it was such a beautiful song. And when we decided to do this episode, I knew immediately Crossroads had to be the one I would pair it with because I remember feeling similar emotions when reading it. Yeah, that is a gut punch of a novella. Yes, it is. And it's literally like maybe a little over 100 pages. I don't know, but it packs a really big punch for such a tiny book. Okay, sidebar. What Mm -hmm. are your top crying Taylor songs? Oh my God. Well, Ronan is number one. Um, cardigan, (laughs) 
Um, because Cardigan's probably my favorite song of all time by her. And um Better Man. Jesus. <laughs> Minor, I told you. Uh Last Kiss. Mm-hmm. Nothing new. Mm-hmm. Bigger than the whole sky. Soon you'll get better. Yes. I think I have cried to Cardigan. Oh my god. Such good pigs. Oh my god. Honestly, nothing feels better than a good Taylor Swift cry. No, absolutely not. <laughs> Sometimes I'll like lip sync to a song and start crying. So I'm sorry. If someone listens to this uh, because they're a Books in the Freezer fan, but they are mm-hmm. not a Taylor fan, I feel like they might lose a lot of respect for me because of, <laughs> they're going to find out what an unhinged mm-hmm. fan I am. Mm-hmm. But honestly, sorry, not sorry. (laughs) Sucks to suck. Yeah, sorry that you're finding out all the songs that I fully cry to. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. I'm going to go into my big one. I am talking about Cackle by Rachel Harrison. And I am pairing this with Happiness from Evermore, which I have gone on record, is one of my favorite Taylor songs. I think it is severely underrated so if you will excuse me these next few minutes i'm about to go into please please spill the tea my rant okay so cackle is about a woman who at the beginning of the story has been dumped from a relationship that she had been in for a long time a big long-term relationship and she has just turned 30 and she's kind of at this crossroads where she kind of doesn't know what to do with herself. She kind of starts new in a small town and makes friends with an older woman who kind of begins like a mentoring a friendship with her and like really helps her through this through this time and through this transition, like find her inner strength. She might be a witch. No. But happiness is about the process of healing from a breakup and knowing that like one day you're going to be in a better place emotionally when you get through it. But I think the first time that I listened to it, or the first few times at least, I assumed it was already being past that. I assumed that the narrator like had broken up, was healed because it's like, honey, when I'm above the trees, I see this for what it is. She's like, you know, the narrator says like, there'll be happiness after you, but there was happiness because of you. Both of these things can be true. There is happiness Mm -hmm. in our history. And I'm like, oh, that's a very mature statement. That's someone like looking back with maturity and saying like, both of these things can be true. It's fine. But if you really listen to the song and like listen to the lyrics, it is someone going back and forth. They are in the thick of it. Like one minute they're like, I'm okay. I will be fine. And then the very next minute they are like, you know, tell me when did your winning smile begin to look like a smirk? When did all our lessons start to look like weapons pointed at my deepest hurt? I hope she'll be a beautiful fool, which great Gatsby reference, who takes my spot next to you. But then, you know, she takes a step back and in the song, she says, no, I didn't mean that. Sorry, I can't see facts through all of my fury. You haven't met the new me yet. And then she kind of goes back to like, there'll be happiness after me, but there was happiness because of me. Both of these things, I believe there is happiness in this great divide. And then, you know, she gets on it. She's like, I can't make it go away by making you a villain, which again, like a very mature statement. But then she gets angry and she says, but I guess it's the price I paid for seven years in heaven. I pulled your body into mine every goddamn night. Now I get fake niceties. No one teaches you what to do when a good man hurts you. And you know you hurt him too. So it is just this like back and forth. And then she kind of goes back to like, honey, when I'm above the trees, I see it for what it is. And she's devastated. She's like, after giving you the best I had, Tell me what to give after that. All you want from me now is the green light of forgiveness, which, again, I will say, I think it's another great Gatsby reference with the green light. But then then she's mature and she's like, but I think she'll give you that. You haven't met the new me yet, Mm -hmm. but I think she'll give you that. Yeah. One second. I'm going to cry really quick. (laughs) That song is too good. (laughs) I think what this song really captures very well um, and I feel like a lot of her songs too is like, like the um, I'm okay, but like there's still something that stings, mm-hmm. and like that's okay. Yeah, you know, great song pick. I I love it, and I mean, Cackle is about grappling with that. You know, mm-hmm. she's dealing with the anxiety of turning thirty, and 
what that means, you know, like as a woman, that's there's like a whole stigma placed upon that. And like mm -hmm. she lost the security that she had, you know, she was kind of like my whole 20s were defined by like being in this relationship and being comfortable. And now that's gone. Right. And I'm starting over at mm -hmm. 30. Like, what am I what am I supposed to yeah. do with that? Exactly. And exactly. I mean, yeah, in this case, she finds someone who's like, you just do it. You're great. Just do it. <laughs> So if you'll allow me, I was also thinking of for cackle doing nothing new from mm -hmm. Brad Taylor's version because it is about yes. like aging anxiety. Mm -hmm. But I think so this is my bonus, like throwing it in there. I double read. <laughs> I think that would make a good pick for Curse of the Reaper by Brian McCauley, even though yeah. like technically nothing new is like this very like female experience. Mm -hmm. Like as a woman, you get older and society and especially like the entertainment industry becomes less enamored with you like they are yes. interested in like shiny new things yes like lord what will become of me once mm -hmm. i've lost my novelty and the book curse of the reaper is about an actor who was known for playing this like iconic slasher villain and he's at a con and he you know hears the news that they're gonna reboot the franchise but they're recasting his role to like a younger Mm -hmm. you know a younger guy you know what like he's might not be ready to let it go just yet <laughs> but yeah like as i said i have maybe cried to this song <laughs> but yeah uh i don't know there's just and maybe it's the phoebe bridgers of it you know i'm a big phoebe bridgers girl like, we love sad girl music I'm we do you. i do i have a whole playlist called sad girl bops yes. and you'll love this <laughs> the icon is yeah. jennifer from jennifer's body putting uh, on her makeup <laughs> yes oh my god and it is it is full of mitski and phoebe bridgers <laughs> i love it i love it you know what send that to me i'm gonna listen to that <laughs> yeah like i've had too much to drink tonight and i wake up in the middle of the night and it's like i can feel time moving mm -hmm. and i mean taylor wrote this when she was 22 and she's talked a lot about how she's like anxious about like people getting tired of her people getting bored of her and like how long will this mm -hmm. will this fame this adoration last right. Right. Um, I um, I'm glad you mentioned that because I watched this video with her talking about the release of Folklore Nevermore, and how like as an artist, especially in such a big public eye as her, there's this constant anxiety of like having to reinvent yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, so like yeah, like pandemic hit. So what now? Oh, Born was Folklore Nevermore, but then after that she had to do something else. So there's this constant anxiety of like I have to be new and shiny once again. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's also interesting cuz yeah, she wrote this at 22 and she also kind of has a light in there about how like she would feel conflicted about like kind of mentoring the new generation. I think she's mm -hmm. been a bit more open to that now that she's gotten into her 30s. Like I feel like she's very supportive of like Sabrina Carpenter and Olivia Rodrigo. Yes. yes. But you know, she yeah. wrote you know the the kind of radiance you only have at 17 she'll know the way and then she'll say she got the map from me i'll say i'm happy for her then i'll cry myself to sleep damn <laughs> which again big curse of the reaper vibes too oh, God. <laughs> all right so that is well that was my double pick that is happiness from mm -hmm. evermore with cackle by rachel harrison and nothing new featuring phoebe bridgers from Red Taylor's version paired with Curse of the Reaper by Brian McCauley. So my next pick, I'm going to talk about um, Sharp Objects by Gillian Flynn, which of course is a favorite of everyone's. Um, and I'm going to pair this with Seven from Folklore. <sighs> so, you know, as everyone knows, <laughs> this book's about Camille Preaker, who's a reporter, and then she gets assigned a case to go, you know, investigate these murders that are happening in her hometown of Wingap. Um, but what I really like about this pairing is that in the book, you have, you're forced to follow a relationship between a mother and daughter, but a daughter that is, you know, an adult and then a daughter and a mother who, but the daughter is younger. So older sister, younger sister, but like what relationships look like between generations you know and like what kind of trauma comes from having a mother that is so interesting we'll say i guess you know and i'm sure everyone know, has know this story so i feel everyone will be aware of how adora is as a mother um but in seven we do um 
like retrospectively look back on like childhood trauma through the narrator's eyes and um oh i just think it's like a really good pairing so like one lyric i really liked is um and i've been meaning to tell you i think your house is haunted your dad is always mad and that must be why and i think you should come live with me and we could be pirates then you won't have to cry and i'm like we'll hide in the closet just like i a know folk song I yes past yes it's fine it's i'm so... not crying that i missed this yeah. as a special song oh my god it's a secret song no please like i totally get why one would be upset because this is such an impactful song and honestly it's quite it's like really well done mm-hmm. and i love that taylor shines a light on like child like abuse in this way mm-hmm. you know like the lyrics are very like folky and like i don't want to say childish but like almost storybooky mm-hmm. but it's like really discussing like trauma yeah. through a child's eyes you know yeah. um did yeah. you watch the long pond sessions? Um, like only like 10 times. Because <laughs> <laughs> I like what she says about it, where she's like, you know, like as children, we really allow ourselves to like feel our emotions mm-hmm. and just like be feral and like scream at the sky. And like, where does mm-hmm. that go? Oh my God. I'm glad you mentioned that because the next lyric I want to talk about was please picture me in the weeds before I learned civility. I used to scream. Um, ferociously anytime I wanted and I think that paints a really good picture of like Camille as a young girl like a child being able to scream and express child emotions freely and then having the mother that she does you're forced into complacency so soon and almost forced to like be an adult sooner than expected um yeah and then but you know Adora she's very like prim and proper and you don't act this way you wear this and you wear it this way you you know, put on this front and Camille was always rebelling against that, but it was still something she had to struggle with. So yeah. yeah. God, I love seven. Me too. Me too. I think it's, it's one so of my good. top, it's one of my top folklore songs. I agree. And it's also one of those songs, like, like kind of like, I'm not going to put in the same realm as cruel summer, other than the fact, like these are both like really like sad, depressing songs, but they're like kind of disguised in a, either a, poppy type of tune or like a folky oh my God. Is cruel you know summer saying? sad i don't know, to me when i hear the lyrics like oh my god explain explain because this okay. is in my pop so like i mean oh bro when, when i ever get on the highway i jam to cruel summer on full blast but to me personally when i listen to the lyrics i just think of someone like constantly kind of making the same mistakes or choosing the same choices really um so i guess maybe i'm projecting i don't know but i just think of someone like always choosing that same type of like relationship and like i don't know so i just i guess like look at it like that like it's kind of sad to me but well it's also sad like in retrospect i think to listen to a lot of lover yeah lover is a very i tell people all the time lover is a very anxious album like i think people think like this is her album where she's like in love and you know heart eye emoji but Mm -hmm. like all her songs are like are you gonna leave me like i'm really happy but like what am i gonna do when you leave me i'll never walk cornelia street again yes like it's a lot of anxiety yes yes like like... i think reputation is her Mm -hmm. like in love album honestly honestly yeah but, like, I feel Lover is also, like, it's anxiety, but you're looking at it through rose color lenses, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> so, I yeah, agree. I agree. That's complicated. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I'm taking us back to debut. Yes. Please do. Uh, with Should Have Said No. And I am pairing this with <laughs> We Sold Our Souls by Grady Hendrix. Because Should Have Said No is about someone telling someone off who cheated on them, like telling off your partner, like you heard that they cheated on you. But like the thing about this song is this has the energy of like you in the shower or like in the car, like really hyping yourself up 
and being like, you should have said no. You should have gone home. You should have thought twice before you let it all go. Like you're like, you're like practicing what yeah. you're going to say. Yes. And the premise for we like, I struggled with this because there are a lot of horror books about betrayal. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the thing with We Sold Our Souls is like Chris finds out that her previous, like her former bandmate who shot to superstardom kind of like sold all of their bandmates out for fame, yeah. like supernaturally, like mm-hmm. Faustian Parkin style, like sold their <laughs> souls. Um, and so the book is like her embarking on this road trip to kind of get to the bottom of things and for revenge. And so like the book is kind of like you hyping yourself up like oh, definitely. for this confrontation. Mm-hmm. So I feel like energy wise, they are bringing the like, you should have said no, mm-hmm. you should have gone home. You had to know like what you did with her. <laughs> you should have known that like word of what you did with her would get back to me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I should have been there in the back of your mind. <laughs> um, so yeah, that is should have said no from Taylor Swift, the debut album. And that is We Sold Our Souls by Grady Hendrix. Um, okay. So for my last pick, and I feel you and I will have, so much <laughs> to say about this. Okay. <clears throat> so the book I want to talk about is My Dark Vanessa by Kate Elizabeth Russell. And just, just you know, some of the book really quick. We just follow um, a young girl named Vanessa. Um, and it's a dual timeline. And she when she's in boarding school when she's 17, 18, maybe 15, a very, 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 very young age. And she becomes, you know, romantically and sexually involved with her teacher. And we just follow that essentially. But the song I want to pair it with is what it could have should have from midnight's 3am edition, mind you. And I mean, Stephanie, like, what do you think? Oh like, First of all, when you put this on the dock, I was like, 10,000, yes. 10,000%, yes. Yes. Uh, my Dark Vanessa is one of my all-time favorite books. It is absolutely heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. And I think because you are watching someone grapple with things, I don't want to say in real time, but for a good length of the book, she's not aware that she's a victim and she doesn't Mm -hmm. want to admit it. And even when like other victims come forward and say like, this is what happened to me. You just see like the denial she's in where it's like, well, it was different. She's like, well, you asked for it actually. Mm -hmm. And it's painful. And even to see it's so masterfully done Mm -hmm. because she is going back and like looking at these memories and she thinks they're romantic and she thinks they're sweet. And you as the reader are like, no. And that's hard to do. It is. It is. It is. It's hard to like, you want to root for this character, but also you're like, wake up. <laughs> you know, what are you doing? What are this you is doing? not cute, actually. That's awful. You are a victim. Wake it up. Is. Yes. Yes. Like um. the narrative that they're telling you is so wrong and it physically pains you as a mm-hmm. reader and yeah it's a song about regret yes. and uh, i love the religious imagery and metaphor yes, yes. Like, stained glass windows in my mind i never would have danced with the devil at yes. 19 oh. but the god's honest truth was that the pain was heaven, heaven oh. yeah i so it's like a lyric like that that i think fits this book very well because with what it could have should have, you're getting adult Taylor's perspective on something, you know? And then in My Dark Vanessa, you get the adult perspective. And there's still, you could still tell there's that, like, maybe, like, like, the pain was heaven. Like, I don't know, like, teeter-tottering, but, like, still being very much aware, like, this was not my fault, mm-hmm. you know? But, like, there's still these, like, kind of, like, emotions that she may be experiencing, you know? That she can't disentangle. Exactly. From it's, that. Like, exactly. You now she's scared of ghosts. Memories she, feel like weapons. She is. Um, there is one lyric I really like. Um, if cl- if clarity's in death, then why won't this die? Years of tearing down your banners, you and I. 
living for the thrill of hitting you where it hurts. Give me back my girlhood. It was my first. Oh, I have screamed that in my car. <laughs> me, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Unapologetically, windows down. If I'm at a red light, I'll make sure you we make eye contact. Because <laughs> it's just these lyrics in the song, it, they're just so good. So good. Beautifully written. And yeah, this is going to be my pairing for my last pick. Yeah. Oh, my God. Perfect pairing. Um, I am going to go with a song that is also about this person. My friends who went to the second night of Eras Uh, here in Minneapolis, they got what I think is the pick you're going to about to pick right now. And Mm -hmm. I was jealous too. So I'll let you take it away. All right. So I am talking about Dear John from Speak Now. And I am pairing this with the story, The Bloody Chamber, from the collection, The Bloody Chamber, by Angela Carter. Dear John, I mean, in its simplest terms, is about getting out of a toxic relationship. Um, The story is essentially a bluebeard retelling. A girl is married off to a much older man who tells her she can never look into a certain room. Um, When he's away, she does, and she finds that there are bodies of his previous wives. Her mother rescues her before she joins them. And I picked this specifically because her mother is also mentioned as like a warning presence mm-hmm. in Dear John. Just like counting my footsteps, praying the floor won't fall through, which again, I think is like a lesser songwriter would have said walking on eggshells. Yes. Says counting my footsteps, praying the floor won't fall through. Yes. Um, Again, she says, again. (laughs) My mother accused me of losing my mind, but I swore I was fine, which also happens in um, the bloody chamber. Yes. And you'll add my name to your long list of traitors who don't understand. And I mean, we see the the room full of dead wives, just traitors who didn't Mm -hmm. understand. And I'll look back in regret how I ignored when they said, Run as fast as you can. That hurt. And it's so sad because on the same album, she has Hours, which is allegedly also about this relationship where she's like, people like to throw rocks at things that shine and people are just jealous of us. And I don't know why we have so many haters. (laughs) And in the same album, she's like, I should have listened to them. I should have known. (laughs) I, for one, will say... I don't know how this man ever recovered from all the girls that you've run dry have tired, lifeless eyes because you've burned mm-hmm. them out. Oh. What a monster. I will God. say. So after I listened, I was a big fan of this mm-hmm. musician. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will say, even after Dear John, I didn't stop listening to him. I stopped listening to him after I read Jessica Simpson's memoir, where she basically confirms all of this in her own words. And I was like, oh, two women are coming forward with, Mm -hmm. like, the same story? Mm -hmm. No, thank you. They they spilled the scalding tea is what they did. Good for Uh, them. Down to, like, the tired, lifeless eyes. Down to like, this man literally like sucked the life out of me. Right. And like, honestly, like that lyric in itself is horror. It paints mm-hmm. a picture that's, you know, very unsettling, which is what we all crave. Yeah. <laughs> Being fans of horror. Maybe a controversial opinion. I think that song goes a little harder than All Too Well. Like, I think like, Low-key, Dear Low-key. John is like, harsh and maybe that's why she gave the warning of like hey let's not let's not bully people who i was in a relationship with when i was 19 yeah like i just want to own my music hence why we're releasing let's just you know so like i get that also i think jake gyllenhaal was a bit of a better sport like i heard that he told her he like liked the song he was like you Mm -hmm. know congrats on your success like i like the song yes um but also i think let's be honest i think taylor lautner has probably the better (laughs) circumstances she's she's apologizing to him like he's fine he's like i have literally nothing to worry about 
literally I'm the only one that got an apology song <laughs> so he's good <sighs> but no that was a great song especially I think if you pair Dear John and Woulda Coulda Shoulda those mm-hmm. are the what sister songs if you will or yeah yeah I love it. it. I love Speak Now. Speak Now to me is almost a no-skip album if it wasn't for Innocent. I'm sorry if that's a controversial opinion. Mm -hmm. I don't like Innocent. But other than that, almost no skips. Like I will listen to it like Mm -hmm. top to bottom. Yeah. I honestly, whenever I hear or listen to Speak Now, it gives me like old punky vibes. When I was like an emo kid. Better than revenge. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, why is this something I would have listened to back in my emo days? And I just was never aware. I think that's why I like it. It reminds me of just being a teenager so unapologetically in my feelings. Like, you know, the songs are like, I hate you. I'm mad that you stole my boyfriend. What if I interrupted this wedding and we ran away together? You know? I'm like, you know, Mm -hmm. shit I wrote about in my journal. Mm -hmm. And like, I think a friend was telling me how she wanted to title it Enchanted. And they told her like, no, because that's childish or whatever. Meanwhile, I mean, she's still a child (laughs) at that time. But whatever. Yeah, I think Speak Now is a great album. And Dear John hurts. It does. So, sweet. It does. Mm-hmm. I love Enchanted too. It's all it's. It, I'm telling you, it's an album of yes. bangers. Mean, mm-hmm. better than Revenge. Enchanted. Back Spies to December. Fly. Dear John. Yes. Long live Just, Superman. The list keeps Haunted. going. It's a great album. Mm-hmm. I went to night one of Eris when she was here, and when she walked out in that dress just by herself, everything was purple, and she sang Enchanted. It was breathtaking. It was great. It was great. I still can't believe it's about the guy from the <laughs> city, though. I think it's kind of cute. I, I recently, you know, he must be a great conversationalist because it's about like yeah, yeah, like you meet someone at a party and you mm-hmm. like really hit it off and you have like a really good conversation and you like smile about it all the way home. I'm like, he must yes. be so yes. good at. That. I listened to that a little snippet of that song that he made, like in reply to Enchanted. I'm like, damn, you look cute back in the day. <laughs> you know, I was jealous. <laughs> so, what is your oh off? Gosh. Really quick, what is your? all-time favorite Taylor song that you want playing when you die? Maybe not when you die. But like, if there's one song you want to hear and it has to be the one before you die. Just imagine someone has me at gunpoint. They're like, you have one final request. And I'm like, Siri, play. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wait. I still have... I still didn't do Lover. Never mind. Let's go back. Okay. Let me just go real quick. Okay. I will go back to that question. Um, So my pick for Lover is The Archer, and I am pairing it with the Truly Devious series. And honestly, I'm pairing... Honestly, I'm pairing the Truly Devious series with, like, the whole Lover album because we're following teen sleuth Stevie who struggles with a lot of anxiety. And like I said, Lover, your girl's an anxious album. But specifically The Archer, where... I mean, it gets to that point, it kind of feels like a little bit of a panic attack. It kind of feels like a little bit of a panic attack, which is like, they see right through me. They see right through me. Do you see right through me? Do you see right through me? I see right through me. And it has like the heartbeat. And I'm like, yes, it is an album of anxiety. Also, in the last book, she goes to London to visit her boyfriend. One of the last songs. Yes. You know I love a London boy. Clap to that. (laughs) So that was my real quick, my real quick lover pairings. That is uh, The Archer. On Lover. That's my sister's favorite, like all-time favorite Archer. song. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mine would be between Happiness and uh, I love Cardigan, too. Chasing Shadows in the Grocery Line. Smoke. Like, uh, I knew I cursed you for the longest time. <laughs> God. Leaving like Warning a like father. <sighs> Dude. Oh, trying to change the ending peter losing wendy another literary reference god i was telling my husband i was like trying to come up with like what taylor tattoo would i get and i was like what about i didn't have it in myself to go with grace and he was like 
I think maybe that's feeding off not your best qualities. Mm. <laughs> no. It's leaning it, into our dark side. I mean, that just means you're willing to fight for what you want, girl. <laughs> you know, that, yeah. No, Thank I you. say get Thank it, you. get it, like, gets. Well, the thing was, then it was TikTokified. Like, I, I was thinking about it, and then it was like this trending sound where, like, mm-hmm. all these people were telling stories of, like, mm-hmm. times they did crazy stuff. And they're like, I didn't have it in <laughs> myself to go with Grace. I love it. So I'm like, mm-hmm. well, now it's a TikTok sound. It's mm-hmm. not as like yeah, interesting. My what about you? So if someone oh has a gun to your head. What are you asking? Siri Honestly, to play? it would have to be cardigan. What? No, all <laughs> the oh all too well. Oh, so you get the longest possible experience. <laughs> yeah, I asked a friend of mine the other day. I'm like, so which song would you listen to? And he's like, all, all too well, ten minutes. That's the one thing that's gonna last the longest. So. But um, no, for my favorite song ever, 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 it would have to be Cardigan. And it's probably my favorite song, like, even outside oh. of Taylor Swift, like, of, of all time. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. It's up there for me, for sure. It was like... I don't know. It was the first song that I fell in love with when I was introduced to folklore. And it really, like... Okay, not to sound dramatic, because I know this has been done many times, but I feel like... a her storytelling in this really transcends literature because it's all told like it's in a song format. You know what? I don't care. Go for it. I don't care. (laughs) I mean, like I know other artists tell like fictional songs, you know, through the writing, but like this just like, it fit my like taste in regards to like writing style so well. Um, And it just, but also the love triangle, Cardigan, Betty and August, like that just, in three songs that are probably like three to four minutes, it really tells a really big story that I love. Um, but yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I know you were, you commented and you said like, mm-hmm. it should have been a movie. Um, so Boy Genius released like their kind of big music video. And it was like three songs and in, like an interconnected music video where like you get mm-hmm. one and then it like zooms out and then it like kind of yeah. zooms into like the second song. And I think like that would have been good for the love triangle also back to the boy genius concert their opener claude sang a version of betty while i was in the merch line and your girl had had a few drinks so i was a little more extroverted (laughs) i was like making eye contact with people that like you know the words like sing it with me (laughs) oh my i love that that makes me so happy (laughs) but i think it's because of me like with strangers you know it'd be another good movie made from her song is cowboy like me dark western weren't we talking about like is that a sad song yes we were and i think like i mean it could be both yeah Yeah, i don't know it's it's like i never wanted love just a fancy car now i'm sitting by the phone yeah like like i'm sitting in an airport bar or like when she says um with my boots beneath with your boots beneath my bed love was the greatest con and I'm like, well, con's typically a bad thing, but like in this context, she's like going for it. I don't know. It was, I don't know. She loves that metaphor though. Like mm-hmm. she uses that a lot in her words, mm-hmm. like card yes. sharks, playing games, like we were conning people, mm-hmm. we were criminals. She uses some um, swindling you know, like... in this. And I'm like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I know she like... loves that metaphor. <laughs> she loves a good con. She, she loves a good and swindle. I'm, she's a mastermind. <laughs> she's a mastermind. So, yeah, I think that'd be a really good movie. I also love that Mastermind totally, like, undid Invisible String. Like, we were all like, oh, isn't it just so pretty to think? Just like, just kidding. There's no Invisible String. I set it up. Uh, Well, yeah, I think we had some great picks, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think so, too. All right. Well, do you have any last-minute stuff to add? I don't think so, other than to all the Swifties out there, shout out. We're doing important work. Yeah. To all the, we are. We put in a lot of work into this. So ideally, mm-hmm. I had wanted to record this earlier so that it would release mm-hmm. during StokerCon. Because, I don't know if I told you, yeah, StokerCon was during, like, the time that Taylor was here. So whenever I, like, when I went to the hotel mm-hmm. for, like, the events and stuff, yes. full of Swifties everywhere. And it was just like a real, real merging of the worlds. Um, I don't think they were super thrilled 
a lot of them were not thrilled with us like I passed a girl on the stairs and she was like I don't know some kind of horror conference everyone's in black I'm like I don't know we're not mall goths I feel like we're wearing just like normal clothes oh my god I love that little do they know you're like I'm one of you I'm one of you I know I'm like I'm mall but I was like and then someone in the bathroom, someone posted on Twitter, like overheard in the bathroom. Someone was like, I don't know, some kind of Dracula concert or something. Yeah. It's like we're wearing jeans and like a black tee. From yeah, Target. like maybe a horror t-shirt. Like, calm Maybe. Down. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you girls are wearing like snake tights. Like, chill out. Yeah. With like heavy on the glitter, which no shade, but mm-hmm. they probably yeah. were a lot more... Um, Rambunctious with their looks, then. Oh yeah, people stuck with them, so. big a lot of a lot of 1989 and Lover. I think were the mm-hmm. it was 1989 Lover and Reputation were kind of yeah. like the big the big eras that I saw. Oh my gosh, yeah! Thank you so much for coming on. I know you would of indulge course. this this crazy obsession and like you know Girl, thank you for all the times you come on anytime. and put in the work and do the reading and oh, this took listeners. This took so much more work than it seems. Like we really wrecked yes. our brains, and I hope yes. It comes through. <laughs> it better because you don't know how hard it is to pair dark fiction slash horror with Taylor songs. Yeah. Well, I was thinking, I'm like, she's done like some horror imagery. Um, Like, is it, is hers in reputation? Is it the ready for it video where it's like a lot of the zombie? Um, It is. Um, Look what you made me do. Look what you made me do. Like a lot mm-hmm. of like zombie imagery, like coming back from the grave, coming back from the dead. And that's like yes. her dark. And then yeah. I know we talked about in You're On Your Own Kid. She's like, I looked around in a blood-stained blood gown, yes. blood-soaked gown. Mm-hmm. Um, and then an anti-hero. I mean, there's kaiju imagery. Like, everybody yes. is a sexy baby. I'm a monster on the hill yes. lurking towards your favorite city, pierced mm. through the heart but never killed. Also, Ugh. let me tell you something. If you can't relate to that lyric, you've never been the biggest one in a friend group. Okay. <laughs> I know what it's like to feel like a monster on a hill and everyone around you is a sexy baby. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Which that line also pairs well with gold rush. If you know, you know, Mm -hmm. so I get it. I get it. There's a lot. Hopefully this wasn't too inside baseball for people that are just like casual fans and like the podcast. I hope this was approachable. Hope it maybe gets you to like, listen to a Taylor song Mm -hmm. or two. At least, at least one, but try for two. Yeah. And I'm sorry if like now you know how unhinged I am. Yes. But it's okay. Unapologetically. Unapologetically. So I don't know. It, like if you listen to the podcast, you know I'm a Swifty. I talk about her often. Yes. Um that is that. Honestly, peace out. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs>